All right, welcome to the Hello Sport podcast for another week, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Uh, joined, as always, uh, at my right-hand side is Edward Simpson. Hello, Eddie. Hi. Hello, Tom. Pleasure uh, to be here with you, mate. Thanks for coming again, Edward. Nice of you to show up today. Oh, well, look. Uh, Anything for you, bro. It's an interview week. It's an interview week. We are joined by uh, Dylan Buckley in the studio with us, AFL uh, midfielder. Is that right? Or are you uh, off? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, this is Wikipedia, so obviously... yeah. Midfielder? Yeah, yeah, I've ran through the midfield before. I, okay. I do play forward, but um, it's good to see you've done your research. Well, there you go. Firstly, welcome. Welcome to the show. Edward Burma, thanks for having me, boys. Big fan of the show. Can't believe I fucked that intro up. So, <laughs> not a midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, should just let you go. Yeah, no, no, best you pull me up. Yep. Uh, you played with Carlton, you're playing with GWS now. Yep. Uh, off the bat, me and Eddie probably need to let you know that we aren't the most AFL literate people. So we will... As evidenced by the fact he thought you were a midfield. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I um, I gathered that one. Yes. Mm. We will at some point uh, later on in the show as well. We sort of want to just get some... Uh, I mean, AFL information from you, basically. Yeah, look, like, we just need like a, a starter pack. From if, we're, if we're going to a game, when do I yell ball? Yeah, yeah, no, I can definitely help you with it. Um, there's not many things I, um, I know a lot about, but... Um, I'd like to think that's one of them. Yeah, well, I'd hope so. We would all hope. That's perfect. Um, Also host of the Dylan Friends podcast on the Diamond Tina Podcast Network, the same network that we are also a part of. Yeah, we're neighbours. So we're, we're brothers? Brothers in podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Neighbors, Are we brothers. comfortable with that sort of love language? It. Yeah, I think we definitely. can get to brothers this early on. I mean, he's I only mean, just I, met you. I don't hate it, Tom. No, I like it. Does it look like I hate it? No, it seems like you like it. Um, <laughs> let's get into it. Yep. So you're now with uh, GWS, were with Carlton. Yeah. You went to Carlton with the father-son rule. Was that Does that mean that you weren't drafted in the normal way that a draft happens? How does that all work? Yeah, basically, basically. Um, so father-son rule being, I don't know if you have it in the in the league. No, Con- not that I'm okay. aware of. No. Okay, so basically, yeah, my dad, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Buckley, um, yeah, he's pretty well known. So he played uh, over 100, 150 games, three premierships. Um, with the, with the Carlton Carlton Blues, so uh, under those those games and the rules, I classified as father son, meaning um, Carlton had first priority on me. Um, luckily enough for them, no one else no one else was keen. So <laughs> I, I was taken. Uh, basically, there's a bidding system where they nominate me as a father son. Uh, if any other clubs want me, they pick me in the draft, and then Carlton will have to match it with their next available pick. Um, okay. So no one else bidded. So um, they would have to use one of their picks. Basically. They would have to. I, I normally just go as the, the later pick in the draft right, because right, uh, right. normally the, the clubs know that look it's already nominated. He'll end up there anyway. So um, yeah, ended up there um, six years with the Blues. Some of the best times of my life. But I'm um, up in Sydney now. Well, I'd always thought to myself, is that is this is the AFL draft much like your NBA's, your baseballs, your basketballs? Yeah, you know because. Yeah. Because it's getting, it's starting to get a bit of fanfare and a bit of like, it is. Yeah, it is. It's like televised. It is. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Can you go to the draft and potentially like, not be drafted? yeah, not be drafted? You're with your folks, and you got to like just go home. And you so, go home wearing your suit and shit. <laughs> you got <laughs> fucking, yeah. you got tailored and shit. Got to take it back. <laughs> Literally. So um, this year they actually it was the first year they split it over two nights. So they did the first twenty-two picks. Um, so the alphas night one, the big dogs up first. Yeah, twenty two picks done, and um, the next night they come back and do the rest of the boys. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the boys who got invited, we actually picked him up at the Giants, um, young Bobby Hill, and he was touted as a top ten pick. Anyway, um, guess the pick twenty two, 
Big Bobby's not called out. He's ready. Oh, he's at the draft. Shit. He's there. And he goes, well, I'm going to have to come back tomorrow. He had to sleep on it, come back. Luckily, he was picked up with the 23rd pick the next day. Okay. But, um, yeah, it was a little bit embarrassing. Far out. That would be... Oh, that would be a long night yeah. for poor Bobby. Was it Bobby? Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. Shout out to Bobby. Well, shout out to Bobby. Yeah, Absolutely. shout out. I'm apparently a massive fan of the show, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he a regular listener? He Thanks, loves Bobby. I love yeah. you, Bobby. <laughs> well, he must be a league fan because there's not a whole lot of AFL <laughs> chat. Well, well, when, when we can fit it in. More we're doing something now. Well, that's it. Yeah. We're, we're sort of... We're making our We have to learn at some point we thought you'd be the best person to sort of... Yep. Break <laughs> us in. Break us in. Eight, yeah, no, I can agree with that. So, if you're a young buck, <laughs> you're from Melbourne. Which I am. Yeah. Is like... And you're playing footy for school and you've obviously got your sights in the AFL. Yep. Is all the chatter amongst you and your mates, is it, I want to be... I want to make the draft? Like, is that... Is that the only way you can get into an AFL... Team. Yeah, so back when I was getting picked up, um, it definitely was. So it was pretty much, if you didn't get drafted, it was, you know, very unlikely you weren't going to make it any other way. Right. Um, these days, it's it's incredible. A lot of, um, I don't know the exact percentage on it, but they're absolutely loving the mature ages these days. So mm-hmm. through the state-level comps, you know, you've got the VFL in Victoria, you've got the NEFL up here in Sydney, um, Sydney and Gold Coast. And then you've got the Waffle, Sample, all these um, state league comps that are producing some really good players. So you'll, you'll see um, for those AFL um, you know, fans, a guy named Tim Kelly who was from the Waffle, he got picked up last year by the um, Geelong Cats. Um, and he was, I think he was about 26 years old. Mm. Have you heard of Tim? No, I was just going to say Waffle, West Australian Western Western Australian, sorry, yeah. So league. that's a Western Australian like their second, sort of second division. Second division. Right. Yeah. So this guy, Tim Kelly, he'd obviously missed out on the draft for five years. Um, really good player, dominating at, at that waffle level. Um, he got picked up to Geelong and ended up coming second in their BNF in his first year, um, best which and is best and fairest, which is incredible. Second, like, it's just second, which he, he, he actually lost by one vote, um, which is which is amazing. I've never seen anything like it, and he actually re- uh, requested a trade back to to WA after that because he wanted to go home. But Geelong were just like, no, we, we can't take you because they've got the minimum two year contracts in your first year, right. so you can't leave unless a club does a deal yep, which, yep. which helps them and um, he's, he's stuck at Geelong now yeah. which he's happy about I'm sure but he probably will but he'll go, go back there and is there I mean is there some sort of like if he just comes and kills it straight away he's I assume he goes from like a rookie contract of sorts and then he's just like can he be, would he be able to get a bump up straight away or would it be well, like you just no, you're on for no, two years so to wear it the draft uh, works in where you get picked up so if you're a first round second round third round there's different wages and that's set for two years so Gosh. basically the first pick and the 22nd pick which is the first round they're all in the same okay second uh, second pick second round picks third round picks they're on you know maybe five grand less every year so the first two years you um you're on a set wage after right. that's when you start negotiating okay interesting okay. so did you say he'd done five drafts and had yeah, I can successfully something like that. Five, five drafts. There is something to be said though, and it even happens in rugby league where, like, when there was the they brought in the under twenties competition in the NRL, and then they found like there was there was there's such a difference between being a twenty year old or a nineteen year old and coming and playing against men than when there were these guys that were, uh, you know, that have a couple of years. They get to like twenty four, twenty five, playing in the second division competitions. That were just far more ready. Yeah. for the rigours of first grade football when they come in so there is also it is also I can kind of also see how that might happen yeah. in terms of someone just well like, some guys just develop a bit later and I think that's the key to, that they've seen now like these guys are you know maybe they were skinny and then within two years they grow and put on 10 kilos yeah. so I'm not the biggest bloke and you know I was pretty lucky to get you know picked up 
at that age because if I didn't, I don't know if I would have, it would have might have taken me a couple more years to do that. Right. So how old were you? I was 18. Jeez. Yeah. Straight out. Straight out. Literally finished, literally finished my year 12 exam, which I um, wouldn't have. Aced? Yeah, no, we'll go with that. Yeah. We'll go with that, which I aced. And um, yeah, straight into the, to training the next day. So all my mates were heading off to schoolies and um, yeah, I was straight into training. Shit. Oh, so you didn't have time to, to celebrate? No time. No oh, time whatsoever. Jesus. Far out. So you get to Carlton. Um, what was that experience like? So obviously you dreamt about it most, well, I assume, all your yeah. life. You finally get there hanging out with the big dogs. You would have got there right when, is that in and around when they were winning flags? Uh, no, no. We They were still in finals. Yeah. Um, they haven't won, haven't won a flag won since 95. Yeah. So I was born in 93. Oh, Carlton. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had Geelong in my head for some reason. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Carlton. Had... Nah, look, so did I. Mate, <laughs> <but> I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Carlton... No good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, pretty much. So when I first got there, um, I think I said before, I was just very young and uh, a jovial character. And I think um, that first year was a massive, massive learning curve and change for me. I really, really shocked the system. I think I sort of got there and just, just thought things were going to happen, thought I was going to play 22 games in my first year at 60 kilos and <laughs> had absolutely no work ethic at all, had absolutely really? no so you, idea. Really? Did you kind of like works. think you'd made it by just getting 100%. picked up? Well, you got to, like, I was a father-son that, you know, everyone was telling me that it was just, you know, I was going to go to Carlton and, you know, play and win a flag and whatnot, and I just, you know, just believe it at that, yeah. that young age. And I never really had someone to pull me pull me back into line until I got there and I think they they probably sensed that pretty early and um, I reckon there might have been a few people there that just said alright let's got to teach this kid a few few lessons and that first month I swear to god I probably was the hardest month of my life they just ran me ragged I probably did a lot of more extra sessions than anyone else and really, really tried to, to break me which they successfully did yeah and um, yeah it was a pretty pretty tough year my first year but I, I did um, play some early games in the NAB Cup and played pretty well and um, was playing well, but I ended up snapping one of my the tendon in my hand, which set me back. It's one of the weirdest injuries because it genuinely just felt like a, a jarred finger, but I snapped the tendon, which is about a 10 to 15 week recovery. Oh, so shit. I was absolutely fine, but just had to get this, this thing recovered and uh, missed out on nearly a quarter of my first year. So by the time I got back, it was it was pretty late. And um, yeah, it was, it was a tough first year, but I, I definitely learned a lot. Uh, just wanted to clarify this injury. If so, what you just it affected its movement or yeah, was so painful or basically it was actually on a it was on a um, Saturday morning. So it was a cold cold sort of session and mm. in Melbourne you don't really get used to it up here, but we have cold days in Melbourne. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, basically it just sort of felt like I slapped the end of my finger. I didn't really think much of it, and I went to come off the track, taking my jumper off, and noticed that my finger still hadn't come back to to feeling and as I was closing it it just would stick like this I know we're doing a podcast you can't see it but I'm showing the boys like even a rude finger it'd stay up like I was yeah just had absolutely no control over it so basically the tendon snapped on retracting um, towards myself and had no feeling in it whatsoever Um, and they said look it's one of those things you can tape it to the other one and play with it but if you don't get it done straight away you'll probably never have that feeling back ever again so sort of like look I'm better off just getting it done I'm 18 years old and um, get it done early so that was a start Uh, and so you're out for 15 weeks how long was it until you debuted AFL played my first game uh, in round 3 the next year yeah round round? 3 that was at Etihad Stadium okay 
is it true that you kicked a goal with your first touch of the ball? I kicked a goal with my first kick within about, I think it was like 12 seconds, and then dead set, I didn't get a kick after it. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, so I thought, I went from like starting the game thinking, how good is this? This is the easiest thing ever. I'm going to absolutely kill it. To like literally touching it maybe two more times after and got dropped the next week. <laughs> <laughs> Ruthless. Yeah, it was great. Did you get the win though? Uh, no. Ah, no. wonderful. Did you, yeah. did you ever play at the G? Yeah, played at the G a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the G was great. That, like I imagine that was quite a, like a bucket list thing. Yeah, it was fantastic. Obviously, um, like I never got to play there as a junior. Like I, not many do really. But um, yeah, first game of the G was actually my second game, which was it took me the next year to play. No way. So you so you didn't come back for the rest of the season. No. So I got literally got that uh, broke my uh, sorry got dropped rest of the year in the twos again um, and then came back and then debut uh, played my second game in round two and then stayed in for the rest of the year after that wow so you so how was it then for you getting that debut game did you expect that you'd get did you expect to at least play a couple more games the rest of the year was that another sort of learning curve thing what was yeah well it, it probably was to be honest like, I thought like, you know again that young mentality of myself like playing I thought you know I'm in now sweet this is going to be in forever it's yeah. going to work out and probably had to like learn more about professionalism and whatnot and um yeah so i was pretty sh- i was shocked at the time but looking back now i'm not shocked at all yeah um and i think it's probably taught me so many lessons in the long run on on that sort of stuff does a coach is someone talking to you about the reasons you've been dropped and what you need to do to get back into the side or is it just sort of you're not playing this week mate and you got to come up with reasons yourself yeah yeah well that's what it should be and that's what it's meant to be and I think at that time like Mick Moldhouse was our coach he's a yeah. famous really famous coach um, awesome coach was unbelievable gave my start and gave me so much confidence but with that one um, which was probably my undoing I never really seeked that feedback I just thought oh I'm dropped like I'll just go back and play well and then mm. go again and um, I, I probably didn't seek enough feedback when I was young to what I needed to do to, to play um, consistent footy so um, that was probably my own fault really at that stage but yeah it's something I've definitely improved on and still trying to improve on because it's um it's never ending really the feedback um you're getting it most days my career's been crazy I think like it's just so different um no one's careers are the same but um yeah I've made a lot of mistakes and things that I should have done but in hindsight like I never knew what I should have done so I can never get angry at myself but I always say like I'll never be pissed off unless I don't act on it mm. and um, I like to think that the things that I've I did back then like I'm acting on now yeah. um, not to say that there's still things that I can get better at and um, I had a chat the other day with some guys about some things that I just need to totally improve on but um, I think that's about being an athlete is just continually trying to, to get better and I think one thing I've learned is the game that we play like yeah you've got to be skillful and, and talented and whatnot. but it's 90% in the head and it's just about how you can get that edge on other people and um, and be professional and care and whatnot. so um, that's the biggest thing I've learned I've been in the game for 8 years now and that's something that I'm still trying to work on every day so your second year you got to debut you played the rest of the whole you played the full season so in my third year third I did year. Yeah, yeah. so something was going right there Were you, was that like was that is that the most consistent footy you've played um, yeah, it probably was, to be honest. Like, I think it was really cool. Like, Mick was the coach then. Like, um, he was a very old-school coach, and he was just sort of like, I, I, as a player, I had a bit of speed and just sort of took the game on. And he just always encouraged me to just go out there and just do my thing and just really um, just go for it. And I sort of, you know, when I was there, I was just playing on confidence and just playing on instinct. And, um, yeah, it definitely was probably some of the best footy I played in that year. I was playing half-back and just really just 
doing uh, doing what the team wanted, but he was sort of backing me in, and I just had real confidence out of that. So um, he was definitely one that taught me just to just play to my strengths. What was he like? Ever like he is a famous. He's like I compare him to Wayne Bennett. He's like the yeah. Wayne Bennett, yeah, of the AFL. Yeah, How many? He's won a fair few. Well, he's got flags, the games records he? of coaching as well for like most games coach. Yeah. Wayne Bennett's got that as well. He's hundred percent Wayne Bennett. Yeah, yeah, and he just reminds me of him. He's a bit. He's a bit like Hard surly edged. with the with the media, media as well. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but an operator. He's cool. Yeah, and then great. he went to Collingwood and won a flag. So he's, yeah, uh, wait, was it Collingwood? It, no, no. He it, won a flag with Collingwood. No, he was at West Coast first. Yeah. For He won um, a flag with them, two flags with them, I think. 91, 92, yeah, pretty 92. sure. So he won those flags with them and then went to Collingwood for like 40 years or something and then came to Carlton, which is like... Oh, so he was at Collingwood for ages. He was at Collingwood for ages. So I'm trying to work out that what the... You know, you got the... What's the, the team here? You got the North Sydney. Uh, not Man, North Sydney. Was- no, 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 sorry. Oh, Cut this out because I can't. If you said North Sydney, Ben, no, I would have spat in your No, face. I can't do it. Because I was trying to compare it to when like Wayne Bennett went to St. George and won one. But I didn't, yeah. I didn't realise Mick Maltas was Roosters. Yeah, yeah, Roosters. So Roosters, yeah. who's their arch rival? South, South Sydney. Yeah, so he's gone from there right, to like South. going Roosters yeah. to South, changing. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mutiny. Oh, yeah, because Collingwood and Carlton hate each other. Yes. And Essendon as well? And Essendon as well, yeah. What are those derbies like? Are they huge? Fucking huge. biblical yeah. or what? Yeah, they're massive. But at the moment, because sort of Carlton struggled over the last few years, they're still massive. Like mm. they are. They're like those games where no matter where you're on the ladder, those teams lift and they put in a good show. Mm. And crowds rock up for the game. Crowds rock up, yeah. yeah like 90,000, don't they? Yeah. What's the biggest crowd you play in front of? Oh, we're lucky enough at that Carlton. We used to play round one, so we get the schedule every week, uh, every year. Sorry, round one Thursday night versus the Tigers, um, and one game. Yeah, there would have been at least ninety there. Fuck, huge. Jesus Christ, yeah. are you nervous? Clearly, you're nervous before a game like that, or is it just business as usual? Oh, I know. I'd be lying if I said it was business as usual. It's definitely, it's definitely nerve wracking. But um, it's one of those things, you know, when you, when you're in the zone, you, you really just put it out, and it's just like a normal game. It honestly is. The only yeah. time you, the only time you sort of take it in is when like someone kicks a goal, and you just hear the noise, and you're like, well, Holy shit, shit, like there's a lot of people in hell. So do you don't have any like pre? Do you have any pregame rituals, or you know, you got to like you spew? We, you know, a couple of people tell us you know they, they mm. spew before every single game, or they that we've got to put socks on a certain way. Or- yeah. Um, Look, Can't root before a game, those <laughs> sorts of things. No, no. I um, my biggest <laughs> one, I've learned over my career. I used to be like that younger days, but now my ritual is to debunk last week's ritual. So if I do something like, <laughs> if I do something the week before, I'll try not to ever do that again because I never want to have something that I have to do every week. Yeah, if that makes sense. You don't want to be in control. You Seriously. don't want to be controlled by. I don't want to be controlled by anything because I know, like, if I get to like. The end of the year, one day it's grandfather day, and I can't find my lucky jocks. Yeah. So like, I don't want to yeah. have that. So, how many years were you at Carlton before uh, it all ended? Yes, I was there for six six years. Right, and yeah, so the seasons. last year, what was like? What's what was? Why were you delisted? Yeah, it's it's a good question. I do know the answer to be honest, but it was I obviously just wasn't playing well enough. Right. Um, I was in like a terrible mindset in my last year. I was just so like pissed off and angry that I wasn't playing and. Um, I was my own worst enemy. Like I just, instead of like going out and seeking, uh, seeking ways to improve and um, having chats with the coaches, I just like totally avoid it and just be like, look, to get back in the team, I'm just going to go out there and like smash it and play as good as I can and train as hard as I can and just keep everything bottled up to myself and never speak to anyone and just 
do it the hard way, mm. which is totally like just not how you should do things. Mm. And um, yeah, I just drove myself insane because like the more I just kept it to myself, the more I just the worse I played. So yeah. it got to the end of the year, and I was just like, I knew I was getting delisted. Like I'm not stupid. Yeah. But um, what do you like? How could, how do you how do you know that purely just because you aren't playing well, or is there like you just kind of get a vibe? From yeah. Like things? like look, I I the year before I'd played like ten oh, like ten games or something, the, and then the next year. I signed a one-year deal and I was out of contract and I played one game and it just wasn't... I wasn't anywhere near it. Like, I played one game, did my hammy in, like, the first quarter. Right. Not that, like, I'm saying that that had anything to do with it. No, but, um, just you didn't... Yeah, like just didn't that. take my opportunity. And then, honestly, like, I had one of the best, like, exit reviews ever, like, with them and it was so cool because, like, I'm so... I'm still so thankful because, like, that year I said I was, like, so in my head about stuff and like I literally sat down with him and like Bolts who I just totally respect so much and such an awesome coach that I had and um, Bolts is is a coach of Carlton still is right and um, he's just like mate what do you want to do and I was like look to be honest mate like even if you offered me a contract on a will I think it's best like we just end it like mutually like I love this club so much I've learned so much this year's been the biggest growth for me Uh, like it's been awesome. He really taught me a lot and like it just sort of had an epiphany like that week before that I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like I've learned so much. Yeah, it's been a really like hard, terrible year. Like I literally like had at the time I was just like so angry, but at the end of it I was like, wow, I've learned so much and I've grown as a person and as much as much as I didn't play well on the field, like off field was going so well mm. and I'd taken everything that I'd learned that year and used it like in my life and I thought like I'm so happy right now. I just want to like I leave leave on good terms. Um, it was so weird because like we left and like we we're all like crying and hugging and just like Jesus. it was sick. It was really cool. It was really cool and like the guys like look if you want to get on another list we're gonna help you. So like they they like put me in touch with like heaps of other clubs and I genuinely reckon if I didn't leave like that like there'd be no way that I'm still at Carlton. Like if I'd have left and just been like stuff you this is, this is all your fault whatever which it wasn't. So like I never yeah. did but. Um, yeah, they put in, like, some really good words for me just to, like, restart my, my career with the Giants. And, um, yeah, I just couldn't be more thankful. Like, we both handled it so maturely. And I just yeah. think, like, you know, it's just like a mutual breakup. Yeah, like, yeah. you just know you're just both not really best for each other. And it's funny because, like, I love the club. Like, I grew up. Like, I still love them so much. Mm. Like, some of my best mates still play there. Um, I love the fans. The fans still, like, support me even though I play for another team. Like, mm. they're just, like, the best fans ever. So, um I absolutely have nothing but love and respect for all those people. Mm. And I think they know that. The whole community knows that. So um, it was such a yeah, such a good time and such a mutual breakup. And I just thank them so much for everything. Um, just you were talking about uh, the like how your last year was, your mental side yeah. of the things. Yeah. And we spoke to a former Wallaby, Drew Mitchell, like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and he was sort of talking about how... You know, he goes and seeks therapy more so now after his career, but, like, he talks about players during their career that fucking just, you know, yeah. bottled things up and it got the better of them. Not even just yourself, but obviously because you've been talking about it, how do you, how have you found managing that side of things? Was it, like, I guess for... There's so much pressure in an athlete's sort of position, yeah. maybe more so because it's public. I don't know, maybe yeah. everyone deals with it the same way, but... Did you find that, like, that side of things was getting overwhelming? 100%. Did, you, did yeah. you have to go and speak to someone? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I love the question, man. Like, that year, like, I'm the biggest 
advocate for like that mental health and like I was always I've always loved it and I've always preached it but like in terms of practicing it myself I was a bit of like nah nah it's not for me I don't need it mm. yeah. and that year like was just so stressful and like I genuinely like there was times where I'd go home and just be like I literally want to quit like I just don't even want to go back yeah. and that's not me because I'm like a really positive guy like really love life and um, yeah like I really did like I'm not saying I like had like depression or anything but I did definitely have some like really tough times at that year and um bolts the coach at carlton and uh the the team there like they were really into the whole um to the mental side of thing which was awesome and they Mm. taught us so much about like equilibrium and having a work-life balance and um i'll never forget we had this one lesson on gratitude and it just like it's totally changed my life like how we did it and i never realized how much that stuff actually had an impact on me until i left yeah. And it was awesome, and I was like, now I'm like so into that. Um, you know, I really do work on my on my mental health, and I see we've got a guy at the club. Um, I try and speak with him at least, you know, once a fortnight, just to check in and yeah. and have like chats with him, like um, just not even about um, n- not just about footy stuff, but just life stuff as well. Like mm. I think, you know, you'd be lying if anyone didn't have some form of anxiety. It's just it's just natural. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and for me, yeah, it was definitely something. I think like the whole thing about me living in Melbourne, um, living in growing up in Fitzroy, which is right next to Carlton. Like I literally grew up in a one kilometre radius my whole life, knew absolutely everyone around the area, played for Carlton. My dad was a superstar. Um, I was just getting sick of living in Melbourne and just like everyone sort of knowing your business. And um, it was it was super stressful. And I think like moving to Sydney now, I've just like never been happier. Not, not to say like I didn't love Melbourne. It was just like moving to Sydney is just, I walk around and just do whatever I want. I'm near the beach, I'm near the sun. And mm. looking at those lessons I learned to do with mental health and getting in a really good work-life balance. And I've started my podcast, so I have things going on outside of footy. Yeah. Um, I'm really, yeah, really, really happy with where that's all at. But I know it's something that you always got to just check in with and I yeah, couldn't encourage it anymore. I think I read um, that you'd planned to move away from Melbourne before you were drafted by yeah. the Giants. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you just, you just knew in, in your heart that you needed a sea change. And yeah. You know, get out and see a little bit more of the world and yep. sort of break out of the bubble you'd been in. Yeah, 100%, man. I, I literally, it was incredible. So did you... Punters and Dribblers, as always, we are brought to you by the primo betting platform of this great nation of ours, and that's Neds. Big fans of Neds. We love Neds. They uh, have been huge supporters of us, huge supporters of everything we do over here, and we love them. Now, Eddie, if you're a punter or a dribbler and you want to engage with the community on Neds, how are you doing it? It's very, very simple. Either you can follow Tom and I, it's even Tobler if you're a loser, you can follow our profiles in the Ned's profile section, but I think a greater use of your time is to join the About Even group, under groups. Now, the code to get in is Dribbler. If it's not Dribbler, it's Dribblers. Forgive me. There you can follow all our tips. Me, Shebos, Gurus, Burmos, sometimes Tobler, but again, who cares about him? It's a great community environment where we tip winners, we tip losers, mostly learners, losers, but sometimes winners. That's it. Shout out to Neds. Now, what's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, you voted with your, with your mouths, and Good Day has been popular with you all so far. Thank you very much to everyone who has uh, got around it, sampled it, tried it. But 
there's plenty more to go around and we 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 believe in this thing, the daily multivitamin, and we think you all should have a go. There's more gullets to be pounded. Correct. You know what I mean? Like if I'm looking at if I'm looking at the gullets of this nation, not enough gullets full of good day. That's right. For mine. Well, listen, we see it we we see we see gullets that need to be filled and we are in the business of filling gullets. I'll say this, Ed, we've been on it for a while now and it helps uh, with mental clarity, it helps with energy throughout the day, uh, it helps with liver cleanliness and function. Which we, I health. know, I know there's a shitload of you that need that. There's I a know shitload of you out there. For a fact, you need a good scrub of the internals. Correct. I know that. For we sure. know it. Now, if you already got your own multivitamin that you're taking, don't bother changing. We're not asking you to change. But you if can you, if you want. You can, but you don't have to. But if you do nothing, if you do nothing for your health, then you've got to start somewhere. Now, if it's a run for you, that's great. But your nutritional health is something that we all fucking ignore. Good day is an opportunity for you to make smart decisions. The least you can do is a little good day. Use the code DRIBBLERS for 20% off. Punters and DRIBBLERS, 20% off. It's our gift from us to you. Begoodhealth.com.au. So... How'd the Giants thing come out? And so was there, was, and you may have said this to me before, yeah. were you, were you at, at a point can just thinking you weren't going to play footy again? Yeah, so like when I got delisted, I went to, I went away. I was like, look, I need to go away. Got me best mates. We went to um, South America for a month, which was, which was fun. Yeah, um, too much fun. Oh, oh, and um, yeah, got back very fat. Um, wasn't really by tr- AFL standards probably because yeah. you're sitting across from me and well, I'm yeah, like, I'd, I'd like had- were, you, were you Tom fat? <laughs> not that fat no that's just, <laughs> oh, not many are didn't blow out that bad <laughs> <laughs> no I um, I'd sort of just you know you just had that sort of midlife 20s crisis and just like wanted to just go and go away and just get away from everything and um, I had knee surgery as well so I hadn't really been doing any training at all um, and all I knew was that I wanted to um, get away and just like get into a new state and just experience new things. So I'd been one of those people, like I said before, I just knew everyone in my area. Thought I'd always live in the same spot, you know, live in my parents' home and have kids and just go to the same primary school. Um, but yeah, got back and it was actually a scary time because I got back and my contract had already ended, but I was still getting paid toward to like the end of November. Mm-hmm. And this might have been like September and I was like, well, shit, like, I don't have a job. I've got a mortgage. Um, I just got back from a trip. Like, I had some savings, but I was like, I don't want to chew into this. Like, mm. this is this is getting pretty scary. And anyway, the, the rookie draft was, like, literally, I think my last pay had come in, like, that month. And then my other pay, like, the rookie draft was the next month. Yeah. So it was like, when I was due to get paid again, I wasn't getting paid. And that was the date the draft was on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I was like, shit. Like, this is going to be hectic. But I had this really cool thing where my sister got me onto, and I swear to God, people joke about this all the time, but I, I'm a big fan of it. I still don't practice it as much as I should, but um, the law of attraction. Yeah. I had this meeting with the Giants, and I, re- I read this, uh, I saw this video, sorry, it was like uh, people talking about, like, pretending you're already something you're not. So I got back and um, had the meeting with the Giants, and um, I was like, you know what, I want to move to Sydney, I want to move to Sydney. I'm going to play with the Giants. So I said in my head, I go, you know what? For the next 30 days, I'm going to pretend I'm already a Giants player and that I live in Sydney. I swear to God. And people go to me. Did people you buy like, a jersey? Dude, I'm not even kidding. Like, it got to the stage where people would say, like, what are you thinking, man? What are you going to do next year? And I'd be like, oh, I don't know, man, in my head. Oh, sorry, out loud. And then in my head, I'm like, 
shut up, man. You're playing for the Giants next year. Mate. It's, it's going to be fine. Like, you're playing for the Giants. Going to move to Sydney. Life's going to be sweet. Life's going to be great. You're going to go to the Giants. And then they're like, oh, yeah, maybe you should start thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Sweet. All good. And, um, yeah, like, man, no joke. Like, I, was, I remember the day. I'll never forget it. Like, the rookie draft was on. And I still hadn't told my – I've had a girlfriend for eight years. Mm. And um, So have we, actually. So yeah. we're all long, we're all lifers. Yeah, so well, I had my missus for eight years. And I just didn't want to get her hopes up because I think she knew how bad I wanted it. But I'm never one to really say how bad I want it just in case I got I let down. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, the rookie draft was on that morning and, like, we, um, I'd been for about six walks with my dog that day. Poor dog, she was nearly dead. Like it was that hot, and um, just to like get the the stress out. And I hadn't heard anything yet. And I spoke to Jars. I was like, "Oh, come on, let's go for a walk." She's like, "You fucking, you've been walking like for the last hour. Like, what is, what's going on?" I was like, "No, no, it's all good. Like, we'll go for a walk and and whatnot." Anyway, so we get down the park, and it was just about to come on in the next like five minutes, and I'm yeah. just like sitting on my phone. And she's like, you never talk to me. And I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, that? I was like, I was like, oh. I was like, oh, come on. Though. Like, it's all good. Like, you know, yeah, talking to her, but like still on my phone, like watching this. Cause it's like the draft, as we we're talking about before, it's like this massive thing on TV, yeah. like yeah. Fox Sports, it's just like yeah. live straight away. So you, so you kind of went into the draft a second time. No, no. So I wasn't in the draft. I was right. in the rookie draft. So the rookie oh. draft is like on dial up broadband. It like literally <laughs> takes seven minutes to reload the page. So like right, right. you, you Little less fanfare. You refresh it and like seven picks come up, so you don't know like what's going on. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so I'm just like there on my phone, just like walking, like make sure the reception's on, starts, <laughs> da da da. Anyway, just refreshing, just refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And I refresh it and I see like two of my really good mates got picked up. And I was like, fucking good on them. Like that is so good. I'm so happy for them because I genuinely was wrapped for them. And I was about to call them, and as I exit it, I'm like, hang on, I'll go back into it, and my name's in between those two. Oh, really? You didn't see your I own name. See I didn't even see it. And I said to Jazz, I was just like, babe, like, you want to go, you want to move to Sydney? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I just got picked up by the Giants. Like, oh, we're going. And she's just like, you know, like, broke down, like, didn't know what to think. But, like, I felt bad that I didn't tell her, but I just didn't want to, like, get her hopes yeah, up as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, I get that. Yeah. And Literally. so that's not something that you, like, manager. Well, he, he's calling you about during the day going, We've, there's been an officer. There's well, no officer until you've drafted. Uh, no, that's what I'm pissed off about because I got to the club and they're like, yeah, good, mate. Like, you know, like, you know, we told your manager like a few days ago. And I was like, yeah, well, he didn't tell me anything. <laughs> so I had no idea. And um, yeah, I literally on a fly that night. So that's what happened. Jesus. Sorry, guys, phone alarm going off. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So why didn't your manager tell you? Um, I think he was probably the same as me. Like, I was so keen to do it. I think he just didn't want to get my hopes up either. Ooh. Just in case, you know, with these drafts, it's never, it's never a hundred percent. So, yes, um, right, right, just right. to make sure it'll happen. But yeah, I was, yeah, so, so grateful, um, for the opportunity to, for the Giants have given me and, um, yeah, just absolutely loving my life up here now. So this is your second season? Second season with the Giants. Yep. So you're balls deep in pre-season? Yeah, we are at the moment. It's pretty hectic. How's that going? It's good. It's is tough. there anything more grueling than a AFL pre-season? Out in the hot weather? in Sydney Sun the only just more running thing all day. is coming back not ready for it right so right yeah yeah if you're not ready um and you know, I said to myself I'm not stupid I just I left I left no stone unturned this this offseason like it's my last sort of crack at it just to really give it a, a hot nudge so I've come back in good nick and ready to go whereas some other ones in the past have come off surgeries and and you're not quite ready and it's understood but they still trying to get you up to speed pretty quickly so yeah. um 
yeah, it's definitely a lot easier. Not saying easier, it's still very hard, but it's it's easier when you actually can keep up. So what's a what's a cardio session look like? Oh, okay. So just sorry, just before that, you're saying you reckon it's your last crack. Do you so you reckon this what if you don't sort of you mean like this year? Like if you yeah, is I that think sort of what you see. I think yeah. you've got to look at it like that. Like at, look at the end of the day. Like I've been in the system for eight years now, right. so it's not like I'm a kid anymore. You don't really get um, any. Uh, What's a, what's a word I'm looking for? Special treatment. Yeah, special treatment. Like, I'm an older player. I'm there for to play a role. Um, if I can play it, it's there for me, Like which I showed I can do last year. Yeah. Um, so I, they'd definitely be expecting me to do the same. And don't get me wrong, like, there, I, I think that I'm, I can do it again. And I, I'd love to keep playing as long as I can. But I think I work best on that mentality when I am putting myself under a little bit of pressure. Yeah, just right. purely because of when I was younger and I was an 18 year old on these three year deals and you sort of just think oh this, how good is this life's, life's awesome so yeah. Um, yeah this is it's a big crack for me and I just think when I say it's my last crack I mean it's probably the wrong terminology I probably mean that this is a real opportunity for me this year to really just have a good crack yeah, and yeah. Um, and cement myself in this team right okay yeah that makes well, and so you are you contracted beyond this year no so I signed another one year deal this year okay yeah okay Sweet. Cardio sessions take us through it. What's like? The, what's the most fucked up thing you got to do? Oh well, okay. Um, we do um, a lot of like runs uh, where it's like one to so two to one. So meaning it'd be like a run for two minutes with a one minute rest. Yeah. Run for two minutes with one minute rest. So you're resting half of what you're working. Yes, yes, yes. So obviously it just adds up, adds up, adds up. So a session like we used to do was. Um, eight one minute runs with 30 seconds rest so the first like three are like yeah you're like this is fine but then after that it adds up so we did eight one minute runs 30 seconds rest times two so you're doing 16 one minute runs and then after that you do eight two minute runs with one minute rest and they are terribly hard it just sounds and it's a hot pace I'm guessing that's about like that's like probably an 8k session and it's like and it's a not it's a hot pace it's competitive environment yeah. so everyone's trying to fucking win yeah. that's what you that's what you like got to remember as well with, the, with like uh with athlete like professional athletes it's the like competitive the most fuck. competitive motherfuckers in the world like i've got a we got a very competitive friend Seb who just has to win board games right but imagine that mo- monopoly mentality of got like, exasperated ex- exasperated to like 42 mm. cunts playing afl it's yeah, just yeah. It'd be mental it's um, tough. What can you do in the beep test? Well, a beep test, I think they stopped them in like the 1970s. Oh, but, um, really? Yeah, we, oh, we do. Not, not, a, not a Dubbo South Primary show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we do, uh, we do like the 2K now. That'd be the main That'd be the main test, like 2K time trial, yeah. um, which is, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, that would, I did this year was like a, a pretty good, like for me, a really good run. I was really happy with, so my, my, it's on grass, so we run on grass, which is a lot tougher than running on a running track. Yeah. Because um, on a running track, you just bounce. Like, yeah. it's really easy. Mm. Um, we did it on grass in about 35 degree heat on our first day back, and I ran a six six forty. So, um, if you work that, that's like... That's pretty sharp, is yeah. it? Three-minute 20K pace, which is, which is Ooh, going yeah. okay. But, oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's still, like... I came, like... Amazing. I think I came, like, like, eighth in that. So, like, one of the winners got, like, 6'10", which is just... So it's, it's Who just, was that? Uh, Adam Tomlinson. And this guy's this guy's like 190 centimeters and weighs about 90 kegs. As oh, well. really? So he's, just, he's just an incredible athlete. Far out. 
Okay, I'm still sh- I'm still shocked you guys don't do beep tests anymore. No, <laughs> 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 the, the beep test oh, like, wasn't that yeah. the pinnacle of <laughs> yeah. fitness. Of fitness, like yeah. that was the. Was, and you missed to hear all the old rumors, like dude, George Gregan, bro, he can finish it, bro. Yeah, yeah. there's so many of those. I do remember that, but no, like the beep test, definitely. I think like my first year, that was when it was like done. Right. So. Okay. Well, okay. that's disappointing. Yeah, it is disappointing. Um, <laughs> So, first time that I met you, you were coming into uh, Triple M to do work experience. Yep. Which, firstly, was already a weird concept for me. Like, people that come to do work experience are usually, like, you know, weedy, retarded uni <laughs> students or, like, fucking the boss's son's mate or something, you know, like... But, like, you know, you came in and you're this you're athlete playing for GWS and I was like, holy shit, this guy's coming in, like, to learn off us. You. Like, I feel like I've probably got a little bit more to gain from hearing about his <laughs> philosophy, but I was, I found it impressive because, you know, you're an athlete and you're doing your thing, but you still want to learn and you're interested yeah. in things outside of footy. Uh, have you always been interested in the media side of things? Is that sort of what you've been drawn to? I know at Carlton, you yeah. know, you did your discussions with Dylan, which is sort of that, you know, you'd sit on the couch and you yeah. plays, the yep. podcast. Yep. Was it just, were you sort of always drawn to that? Um, I was never really drawn to it, but I think that, like, I was just the guy that they thought yeah he'll do it and I was like yeah okay why not like I'm not really I I love to talk love to just chat with the boys and just talk shit really so it was sort of like something that just fitted me pretty easily Um, and then from there you know like when I was like signing these one year deals and I was always just like well far out like footy's not going to last forever like I want it to last you know till I'm 32 and and whatnot but I've got to start you know thinking about later in life Mm because I've got a whole another life to live and I thought it, amongst things of like say, signing these one year deals is probably the best thing that ever happened because like I'm so switched on now in terms of like that work life balance and still developing myself outside of outside of um, outside of footy so when I moved to Sydney yeah like came in with Berman the boys at Triple M um, Liam and MG got to give them a shout out yeah absolutely they're, they're rush out Triple M um, rush out MG sorry yeah. on Triple M weeknights <laughs> 6 till 7 and they they were they were awesome like they just helped me out so much and I just wanted to really like network I'd never lived in Sydney so I just wanted to network find some guys and really just learn off them and um, and really be like sort of set up so that you know when my time is up in the game hopefully in you know like 5 to, five to 6 years time mm. that I can walk out and just walk in and have a really smooth transition because um, career uh, athlete transition is such a massive major issue in, in sport um, so many people leave the game with just like no sort of skills because yeah. you know it's such a such a high intense work like you just don't really have time to do anything else mm-hmm. um, unless you really you know try um, or if I guess also or if like if you're at the elite level you can go into like commentary or yeah. you've probably got a bit more like there's only so many commentary and you know those sort of jobs that, yeah, that yeah, you, you can, can do, do. yeah Interesting. So, uh, in AFL, do they? Do you think they do enough to sort of help out the players to get ready for post career? The AFL has improved so much in the last like three years. It's incredible. Like, they give you absolutely everything. They really? give you so many like pathways. It's just up to you whether you want to take it. Yes. Like, I don't know what it is like in the, in the league again, but pretty much all our university gets paid for. Yeah. All of our like, you can literally. I can get a job here, uh, a placement, and log my hours, and then the AFL pay me to do it. Holy so, like, shit! You can, if you want to do something, you can really like. They can, they you, make. That's you can accommodate it. So, like, they're I they, not know they're that. Saying, NRL might yeah. pay for your TAFE. I don't know if they they're paying university fees. The NRL. Yeah. Yeah. Look, maybe. I don't know. That's crazy. Dude. Yeah, they're that's awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. 
So uh, the podcast, Dylan Friends, once more, check it out, Dylan Friends. You've had some pretty fucking tight guests already. Yeah. Uh, Lion and Star. Yeah, did I hear the yeah, goat was on? The, the goat, goat, the goat, goat on. was on. He was hilarious. I, I really don't think he knew what he was getting himself into, to be honest. It was, it was hilarious. He rocked up and he's just like, who the hell are you, man? <laughs> and just had no idea. He's the he's a really funny, dry, really funny guy. So, yeah. um, no, he was awesome. Him and Starkey. Starkey's a legend. So, um, shout out to those boys. Thanks. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but so the podcast obviously looking something you want to grow and build on yep. um, who else have you had on um, yeah I had like a, a, a lot of AFL players on um, I had uh, like Josh Kelly a few of these guys Brett DeLidio um, God, I can't even remember anymore. Al, who, old oh, mate with a knee. Yeah, Alex Johnson. Alex Johnson. Yeah, fantastic guest. Alex Johnson, um, really cool guy. Played for the Swans, did yes. did a lot of knees. Yes. And, um, just a super uh, supreme person, really. He's just got mm. such a good outlook on life. Um, I did an umpire last week. You did like the Bill Harrigan of the AFL. Yeah. But he's still, Is there he's, a Bill Harrigan well, of the AFL? Yeah, like, but he's still umpiring. Who's this? I actually reckon this guy's bigger than Bill Harrigan. I don't well, know who Bill Harrigan he is. Might, he probably is because the sport's bigger. His in. name's Ray uh, Chamberlain. Ray's Ray's Ray. Like, he's massive. Right. Yeah, so I was, okay. like, literally the first person to ever sit down with him. And it was a fucking cracking. He was awesome, man. It's probably my best one, I reckon. He's literally... He just gave me so much. Well, we loved ours with Bill. Yeah. Funny you should say loved that. So they're yeah, just the good blokes. They get yeah. the worst yeah. rep. They just get the worst rep. Yeah. Oh, they do. The amount of people that came out to me were like, mate, after listening to that podcast, he's the best bloke I've ever heard. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, they are just people, but you do see them as assholes that ruin games for of your course. team when they yes. don't win. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was a good one. It was a cracker. Again, Dylan Friends, uh, iTunes, Spotify. iTunes, Spotify. Like, all subscribe, your, five all stars. major podcast people. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. So, um, AFL. AFL. How's the sport? <laughs> I've Talk us through it. I've still never been to a game. I've still never been to a game. I've been to a couple of games. You guys, I've got to get you some tickets this year. Yeah, yeah let's down. get to a Seriously. Giants game. But I'd like to You know what would be funny? If you guys came to a game and, like, commentated. Oh, shit. Call it as we see. Yeah. <laughs> That'd yeah, be I funny. Don't hate that. You should do that. <laughs> well, look, I mean, we'll give it a go. Yeah. Where's Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> He's on the bench. Get him on. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so, ball. Yeah, ball. when can we say when ball? When do we scream ball and when do we... Yeah. Um, when do we not scream ball? Yeah. Okay. So, if the ball... Yeah, okay. Uh, let me think. So, a ball, which is short for holding the ball. Okay. Uh, so, okay. that's like holding the ball. But, you know, Australians, we like to shorten, shorten everything. Thing. So, ball, like ball, is yelled out predominantly and only when someone is tackled and the ball doesn't come out. So, there's only two things it can be. You can either be holding the ball, yep. as in it's the other guy's free kick because he didn't get rid of it, or it's a ball up. So, when the fans yell out, ball, they're just trying to say, like, they're Give trying to get a free, a free kick. kick. It's because, holding the ball. And so... You, if you have an opportunity to get rid of it, yep. but didn't. Yes. Is that when? Yeah. So if I've got the ball, I see you coming at me. You try and tackle me, and you get me. That's holding the ball because, like, you've managed to I, basically stop me from releasing the ball. Is yeah, that what it is? Yeah, and I've had an opportunity to get rid of it. Yeah. But if I pick the ball up and, and you, you just tackle me straight away, away, and it's that's just a ball up. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes so sense. So when you're about run, running and bouncing yep. the ball, how how yeah how like many meters That's do you have to 15 run? Fifteen meters. So you count that in your head, but it's or is it kind of just like eh, oh, it's probably about fifteen. Now. I'm a classic like runner and just getting called too far. Right. Because it's just oh so, you get called. I've never seen it called. Yeah. I, like not I'm just, that I watch news about it. For yeah. Because no, like, when you're running, like, and if you if you're quick, which I am, um, <laughs> you're running. 
and you're sort of like getting chased. It's really hard to like mentally think like, all right, I've got to bounce this as well. And it's really, so it's 15 meters per bounce. Um, but yeah, like that does really get called unless you're me. Um, I found that AFL seems to be a little bit more like casually rough into mm-hmm. than like like obviously oh it seems rough all sports as fuck. are like all sports are rough and you know rugby league's rough but like when you guys are just standing there niggly niggly like punching each other and shouldering each other I'm always like fuck that looks like it hurt <laughs> and, I, and I'd be like sort of like <laughs> tangibly <laughs> intimidated by this man if he's just fucking yeah. well, you get me oh I would like how, what's that about yeah um I suppose that's just a part of the game like it is pretty funny like most of the boys like we all know each other but you know when you cross that line it's just it's white line fever everyone's got it and yeah you know when like if you've played sport i know you played twos at st albans where was it <laughs> <laughs> no, no no eastern suburbs eastern suburbs yeah, sorry you. you played you played the twos and like yeah, when the adrenaline's the ones, yeah. when the adrenaline's going like you don't feel pain you know that do you know that sort of feeling when you just like someone will punch yeah. you in the arm you're just like ah, like you're jacked up yeah you're jacked up so it doesn't really hurt till like after the game right. um, so yeah you tend to think you're invincible like the niggly stuff like as much as it's it's silly it is really silly but it's just it is so it is I kind of I'm into it I though. like yeah. it I like it but I'm yeah. just always like Jesus Christ did he just punch him in the stomach for yeah that's it seems shit. to be it, they seem to be more casual about it than the NRL. Like, yeah, you couldn't get away with. No, just I feel like if I was playing opponent. NRL and I did that, someone just dropped me like That's, straight away. Yeah, yeah, well, there's every chance. Yeah, yeah. But they've but outlawed you, the punch now. You can't so do you that can't at all. Do it so it's just it's just scrappy pushing, like pushing and, yeah. and shoving. Yeah. Shirt pulling. It's it's disgusting. Oh, the NRL that that like when they just like out of nowhere someone just comes and king hit someone like it seems yeah, scary yeah yeah well like well they're big boys as well when there used to be like dust ups allowed it was. So it was some wild shit yeah, sometimes, yeah. but now it's all MG. Well, MG, yeah, yeah. MG's got some. Have you seen MG? I've seen highlights? a few highlights, of mate. Them, yeah. He was a fucking and he's animal. such a nice guy, dude. He's like, like the nicest guy. I know. Well, me and Eddie were literally talking about it before we get it. We get, we uh, started this. Yeah. He's like the nicest guy. He's in like the, the world. biggest sweetheart. Like I don't even. I've never saw it, but he's just like I think it's like gentle giant, like nicest guy I've ever yeah. met. Like had so much time. Like didn't know me and just had so much time to just like help out. Like and I just, just a wouldn't sweet, picture sweet it. Man, yeah, right. But a full blown animal. Yeah. Well, that's what like people. You know, when I first got up here, and obviously, as you probably picked up, still, I don't know anything about league, but when you, I got up you here... You keep calling it the league. But the league. <laughs> to go. But, um, you know, I tell these people, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing work experience down Triple M. They're like, oh, who with? I'm like, oh, this guy, MG. And they're like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, MG's not in an American accent, but like I was saying, like, whoa, man, like he's crazy. Like, I'm like, really? Like, far out. He's the nicest guy I've ever met. Like, yeah, he's, um, a, he's like, he's a, he's a legend. In yeah, NRL. yeah. But there's footage of him like in state of origin, literally just elbowing someone in the head or like missing them, but like he's going for it. And yeah, he's, he tells stories of like. You know, they were like, just go out there and just fucking rip in and do oh, it. No, that's what you used yeah. to do. And then he just got suspended for like seven weeks after after that game. Good for you, MG. Um, so, are they? Do they call them clangers? Like yeah, I, I'm good at them. Yeah. So yeah. if you go up on someone's back with your knee. No, no, no. no, no that's, <laughs> what's that yeah. called? That's a hanger. A, a hanger. hanger. A clanger is when you kick the boy on the full. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then so the hanger is when you go up on your. Yeah. Could you go up with your foot? Yeah, you can. You can. You can. So you can basically just. Kick a bloke in the back. Yeah. And get up there. Yep. But obviously the knee seems more effective. Yeah. Yeah, the knees. Have you taken a hanger? Have you ever at least like a couple of... Oh, yeah. Fucking sick, Mark. I've taken a couple, yeah. 
God, yeah. dude, that's one of my dreams. Like, seriously, bro, like, like a Nat Nui yeah, sort of dude, one. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're shoulders. that good, but they're. Well, yeah. look, don't say yourself short, yeah. Dylan. I watched them hard. You know what? No one knows you in New South Wales stuff, and I've taken heaps yeah, of Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let it yeah, go. Yeah. There's actually a YouTube clip on the internet. Of yeah, yeah, of Dylan taking. Or Dylan's hangers. hangers. Yeah. And clangers. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> plenty of those. You can find the clangers, really. And what was my fucking. And then just tackling. You can only tackle between hip and knee or hip and shoulder yeah that's the thing that rattles me with the league is the you pick someone up by their knees like that's weird see I find it incredibly weird that you can't tackle around the ankles no so that's dangerous that's dangerous <laughs> you reckon we, what an ankle break tap break someone's leg man yeah what about if someone can you ankle tap no you can't even ankle no, tap no no you're not allowed to touch you can't touch below the hips but like when you tackle someone at full speed you're running with your shoulder at someone's kneecaps like that's just Stupid. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it's it's much more about trying to avoid the knees anyway. In that you don't actually want to ever hit the knee so much. Yeah, but because you can cop a knee to the face. Like I feel like the guy with the knees is in a lot more risk of the guy tackling you with the knees. Yeah, maybe. Generally, though, they won't go at the knees unless someone's they're running sight on the side of mm. them or behind I've watched, them. I've Do watched. You know what I mean? Like no one. Very rarely will yeah. someone dive. It's like into the Pilotta now in rugby yeah. union. But if some, if you've got a dirty play, he wants to like if he wanted to cook someone, he could do mm. it. They could do it, yeah, exactly. and there are instances where yeah. that does happen. Exactly. Yeah, so but like not many. AFL, like you can tackle like from hips to shoulders only. It's funny though, but you can bump someone into next year. Because which I, which yeah. is potentially more dangerous. Oh, but I, but not really anymore because, because if it hurts her head, then, then you're fucked. You're, yeah. Mate, that's very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm now at a. I you feel should like join. I'm now at a point you guys where should I play for the definitely bats. Definitely go to a game. Oh yeah, we can. We can certainly scream out ball. Yeah, play for the bats. That's my local uh, local team. I go down and watch them. I down where, are the, where do the bats get around? Uh, UNS. W? UNSW or UTS bats UNSW bats. bats down at Paddington just oh, down yeah, at the yeah, oh down at Trumper Trumper, Trumper. Trumper. yeah Trumper. beautiful part of the world Mate, so yeah. nice. yeah. I, I could bat up I could go and have a bat yeah, yeah. I could bat okay when do they play on the weekends <laughs> do they, do yeah, they right. take people like us? Well, they've got like the first, Complete second, third, nobody's. fourth, fifth. So like dead set, I reckon you could probably do that. No, I don't know fifth. if I can play. Obviously, I don't want to go back to my career, but I've got a terrible knee injury back from back in the day. So I don't know if... You I, could cheerlead though, bro. Certainly could sing a team song. Eddie, man, I'm going to hit up the guy. I reckon you could get down there and strap it on for a couple Eddie, of Eddie, unfortunately... Oh, I've got the physique. He's got the physique, but he's got none of the skills. Eddie... P. Hart? He, no, he just he doesn't have any... He doesn't have great coordination. Oh, okay. We play... Depends, the, mate, if you're playing, if you're playing <laughs> the... Depends on the sport. I'm pretty sure the English backpackers play in the fifth, so I reckon you'd be right. So maybe ever go in the fifths. Yeah, because yeah, Eddie's Eddie got bowled four times in a row. We played. How many times you get bowled, man? Three times. (laughs) No, fuck it. You always tell this story like you're up the other end scoring fucking mountains of runs. Every time. Yes, I got bowled four times. (laughs) Yes, I was all hungover. Crease once. Got done with a fucking wronging. How many times you get out? I didn't get mad. caught. I got caught hitting hitting shots. It was. So oh. good. Anyway, look, this was, you know, this has ended on a bit of a sound. He's <laughs> <laughs> really, really touched a nerve there, hasn't he? He's, he has, still hasn't lived that down. No, nah, man. It was look, four, he got bowled three bullshit. times in a row. Yeah. So look, was, I'm happy to wear it, but as long as he wears it too. Mate, you, you would not, I mean? trust me, you would not want to play cricket with me, bro. I've played one game in my life and got out for a golden duck. So I literally haven't been back since. Mate, you'd be better than Eddie. Don't yeah. worry. Well, that's so well history well. shows I'm probably not. No, we'll see. Look, we'll get you well, down. I appreciate, I appreciate you pumping my tires. Yeah, no stress, yeah. bro. He needs that after that. Mate, thank you very much for coming in Man. Thank you, boys. You. Eddie, Burmo, thanks. Um, Dylan Friends Podcast again. Go check it out. Um, 
also, there's, that's about it, really. I don't know if we got anything else to say to wrap this up. Uh, Have a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll Merry Christmas. back once more. Yeah, when do you go away? 23rd. 23rd. Okay, cool. Well, we're just going to run down off air. Same. Thanks, Dill. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks, boys. Good Thanks, mate. Cheers. Partners and Dribblers, just need to tell you about uh, the number one rosé ever created. That is uh, Big Day Rosé. Your boys here, obviously, Rosé Barons, amongst other things. Dis- don't mind a rosé. Don't mind it. One that's Love light it. in colour, dry, and fuckable. It's very fuckable. It's up for it. You know what I mean? Oh, this, mate, the rosé's up for it. Whenever you want it. Well, the, type thing. The, the beauty of being a rosé baron is I've always got rosé on hand, which is nice. And I've always got a bottle in the fridge, just getting cold as fuck. You've always got a bottle that's keen. Keen as. Giving me eyes. Yeah, yeah. And fuck me eyes. Yeah, yeah, real fuck well, me drink eyes. Me a eyes. lingering stare. Yes. And had friends over the other night, and obviously I was like, I slipped a bottle out for everyone. Getting stares? Getting, I was getting stares. It was sort of like whistling at me from the fridge. <laughs> Got out there, ripped the top off it, and we all enjoyed it. And I'm just like, Jesus, dude. Like, they're just, a rose doesn't get better. Still rose drinking season two, it's, in earnest. Oh, God, yeah. It's she fucking won't. hot as shit. 37, 38. They're talking 40 this week, mate. 40 degrees. Tell me that's not rosé drinking season? It is. If you Come haven't got on. any, if you haven't got any, get some. Get some now while the getting's good because the getting won't be good for much longer. Hellosport.shop. Big day rosé. Get You're it. Welcome. Get, get it down. You gob. <laughs>